Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prady, and I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have um, we're getting back to back to basics on on, on our program. We're, we're we're doing just kind of a. Uh, a regular old episode we're going to talk about some some movies we're going to talk about some songs and yeah we're gonna have a good time <laughs> but before we get to all that jonathan how are you my friend uh i'm good man i i uh was rushing over here for uh for uh the show because i i did a photo shoot today which is something i never do did um, you was it was it nude it wasn't nude. It wasn't a was it black modeling. and white at least, so it was it, classy. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, it could be black and white. Um, I, uh, I suppose any photo could. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, we Maddie and I from the Sonic Writers. We we were just like, hey, we need to like we don't have any photos of us <laughs> at all. So we're like, you know, why don't we uh, get some photos done? And it, weirdly enough, before the pandemic started, I was uh, hitting up my my homie. He was a coworker of mine, my friend Daniel. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to like, take some photos, you know, kind of put together like a portfolio. And um, I remember talking to him about it and like the pandemic hit. And I was like, I don't know if like if we could do photos, dude. And it just kind of fell off to the side. And, you know, now that, you know, kind of the pandemic's kind of uh, subsiding a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, we should hit up my friend Daniel and see if he's open to taking some photos and um you know i think it'd be really cool to get some just some like st- in the studio photos or whatever uh so that's what we did today we we uh booked like a little studio uh this place called in the mix studios in the um, mix in the mix which is really cool it's my first time there and uh rates pretty good so um right i'm actually going to talk to you about that after the show cuz um oh oh i know we've talked about possibly recording some music and uh yeah anyways um yeah place is great and uh yeah we had some kind of like action shot type stuff because we're producing and uh, like leaning over the board and like yeah touching the knobs and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. so right on right on but yeah it was fun cool. and, and then my uh my co-worker uh co-worker daniel um or daniel who was helping us with the photos um he was like oh you know i know a cool spot in like downtown that has this cool like alleyway with like kind of that new york style like fire um escape kind of look right on so we did that and uh you know of course it's like you know stuff subsiding it's it's like you know thursday or uh, uh wednesday wednesday night you know downtown los angeles so just like getting back and like with all the traffic stuff was kind of hectic <laughs> but um yeah it was it was a lot of fun i photo shoots cuz i know a lot of people especially like in you know like people i've worked with like artists or whatever like they do a lot of that stuff and that's like a normal thing for probably a lot of artists and stuff. It's just not a normal thing for, you know, what we do or whatever. So, uh, but it was, it it was fun and interesting. And, um, you know, Daniel, uh, who did our photos was just like very attention to detail. So I thought that was really cool and very professional. So, uh, thank you, Daniel. And we'll, we'll try to link you, uh, your stuff in there as well. So very nice. uh, Maddie Worldwide, I can't believe you are podcasting after the last twenty four hours. I'm canceling. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we've been just constantly trying to yeah we've been doing this like photo shoot thing for like the last few days, so it's like trying to figure out how to get all Hopefully this stuff. Hopefully, you got <laughs> one that works. Yeah, photos well, for we two have days. Christ, son. we we did the we took all the photos today, and I think we have like over like a thousand to two thousand photos or something like that. So we have to like look through all those and see which ones we want to move. Selects. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. So that was, that was cool, fun. Man. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so far everything's okay. Um, you know, some other stuff that's happening in the background, but uh, you know, might lose sure. my, you know, might lose my place. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a whole other story, but we'll we'll save that for another time. We'll say that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Yeah, but Fun. yeah, life is is I. Right. It's I. Right. It's happening. I'm having it's a good going. time. Trying, trying. Yeah. Anyways, Joey, how are you doing, dude? Um, I'm exhausted. It's I'm drinking coffee. Oh, coffee um, for the show. Yes, I. This might be a first. I don't know. I it's, think I've um, never seen you drink coffee on the show, dude. I that yeah, and this is this is what's up, Maddie. This is my first. Um, or this is my favorite mug. I use this mug every day, and because I don't have a dishwasher, I, it gets washed every day. It's not. I'm not being gross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm very diligent about my dishes, but um, I am. I am exhausted as well, man. I mean, I, I haven't had my picture being taken for the last 48 hours, but I did do yoga for the first time yesterday. Yoga. Um, Ooh, I went to a yoga class. Yeah. Okay. How was and, that? And um, uh, very weird and intense and. Um, <laughs> almost cultish i didn't like it at oh all. Um, okay okay but you know it was i mean i felt the workout you know and then um afterwards uh lisa and i cooked dinner and like you know we were like oh we could eat there Ooh, we could have a glass of wine there and it was like no let's make dinner and like so it was i feel i feel good but I, i'm my body is like uh and i drank two joeys uh over the weekend so oh man okay <laughs> i was saturday i was working on um I don't remember what Friday was. What was Friday? Oh, I hung out with Matt. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So it was wonderful uh, Mexican spot barrio um, down North Beach on Green Street. And then Saturday, I wrote for the first, like, for, you know, the, the afternoon. I finished the first act of the, the screenplay I've been working on. And I was like, well, I'm going to go treat myself. And I walked down to North Beach because bars are open again. And yeah, like, you know, right now. Yeah. before the pandemic, I was a bit of a bar fly and, and I'm not trying to go back to that. But I also kind of wanted to blow off some steam and just meet weird people. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I walked down to me and Andrew discovered the saloon on Grant uh, a couple okay. of years ago. And it's you walk in, it's just bluesy. You know, they've always got a blues band playing. And, and I walked in, music was going and just. It's place has been open since the 1860s, and the the, oh, the people that hang out there are definitely the same people that were there in the 1860s. You know what I'm saying? Like the bartender was just this guy that just did not like me because he was gigantic and old school. And then, you know, he gets off his shift and he throws on a Hell's Angels jacket and Yo. takes off on his motorcycle. I'm just like, wow. So <laughs> I was there for a while, not to mention all the beers I drank while I was riding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had. A salad at Joe's of Westlake and a shot of beer there. So <laughs> I was salad. I was toasty. Um, and then the next day, Alicia and I dropped off Mart and we went to Sonoma and met up with her friends um, and did some Ooh. wine tasting. Oh, wine and tasting! Wine tasting. I'm not a big. I'm not a big wine. I don't t- get, yeah, I don't get the point of like if I'm. I already <laughs> don't like being wine drunk. And I, I don't really like drinking alcohol just for the flavor, it's unless a, it's like yeah. a, a good whiskey or something like that. You it's know a different I mean? hangover too, right? Like I feel it's the yeah. you get that cotton mouth, you get the headache, you get the brain <laughs> swells. I yeah, I'm not a big fan of the wine drunk. Um, so, but we we you know we had the the wine taste and we did dinner and then had a number of cocktails um, and then Ooh. drove back 
Monday morning. So I, I feel like I've been hung over for two days and then I went and did yoga yesterday. So I'm just kind of All physically that. depleted. And Marty woke up Saturday. His just yelping his back is killing him so i gotta get him to the vet on monday oh, so okay. uh, he's just been old man river for the whole week um <laughs> yeah breaking my heart breaking my heart a little bit but breaking my heart well at least at least you got to go out and do some stuff man like yeah man <clears throat> uh yoga i actually have never really tried yoga um uh, I never, yeah. it's not something I ever thought I'd do, but it was like, you know what? They're doing it over at the cathedral. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, it was a big class, but you know, it was hard to hear. I didn't know what I was doing. Thank God I had Alicia with me that I could like kind of look over and be like, okay, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, Cause my body, I don't, I'm not bendy. I'm not a physical dude. I mean, I'm, I'm physical. I'm, I'm, let me give myself, (laughs) I can be physical, but I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not an athlete. I could, I, I mean, especially, I I don't want to sell myself short, but I'm not bendy. I'm not bendy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's been a minute since we've like, you know, we we don't do like sports that much or anything like that these days. We stopped playing soccer in freshman year of high school. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that was when we were at the peak of our, our prime athletics. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, something new, something that I can say I did it, you know, I, yeah. I, I do it again. I you know what? I'm, I'm all about like new experiences, like, especially after Same. this last year, dude. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've talked about, you know, traveling more and like, you know, hopefully that that's something that we can get to do sooner or later. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff like that. Do you have any uh, plans for 4th of July? That is like literally around the corner too as well. Yeah. So. Um, gonna go with uh lise to her family and we're or she's having her friends over um they got like a pool barbecue and um yeah i've invited some some people on mine so we'll see we'll see what happens hey cool dude yeah exciting um i have no idea what i'm doing with joy actually (laughs) i just thought about that i was like yeah it's like a few days for now so i'm like uh, i got invited to kind of a like a yeah like a barbecue jam sesh kind of thing oh that'd be Um, fun that would be really cool. And then uh, usually in Alhambra, where I, I live, there's just like, you know, it's, fireworks are legal still. So, like, there's just, it's just going off out here. So That's wild, man. That's it's wild. it's actually, and especially for the view we have from our house, it's, it's really cool. So I, I Oh, nice. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I'm feeling that, that day, I guess. But, um, yeah. You know, I feel we'll, like we'll I've seen fireworks from your balcony. I feel like, I, and yeah, maybe that I, was just... I feel like it was the night we saw Paul McCartney. Maybe that's just there were fireworks in my eyes that night. Just, uh, you know, I was just. Yeah. But I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I feel like I've seen fireworks in your place though. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy on Fourth of July. Yeah, you could see like literally like everywhere in this in this town. And then I guess it's not only just Alhambra. It's like because you could see them like further back too. And then there's like actual legit like fireworks shows that are happening like in the background. But we just have like just a great enough view that like we can see like all of it. And literally, once it goes, once it uh, goes like um, like dark enough, that's when people start, you know, setting them off or whatever. Really? Yeah. But, that's when I start uh, doing the the, the 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 snake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a balcony. Favorite. It's like. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, I I have a balcony. I was like, I just want to like shoot like someone else like off my balcony or something. So, we'll see. Dude, no, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, don't do that. You that. That no, I've been I've been stuck on this Instagram for days now. Uh, Andrew sent me a post from there, and it's some of the most f- 
fucked up shit I've seen on Instagram ever. And like, it's just a lot of people lighting themselves on fire that it's don't bad, need dude. to. Yeah. Just please be careful and yes. don't light anything on your deck. Um, <laughs> listen to me. I sound 80, but seriously, no, just, just the best on. advice you're giving me right now. So <laughs> come on. The, the fucking sky was pitch black half a year ago because yeah, we dude. couldn't contain our our fascination with uh i don't know i'm not like i'm not anti-fire i love fireworks yeah. in a control just in a control environment yeah. safe you gotta keep it safe i did man. i did my i uh, my one year we would always go to my uncle pat's house and we had gotten out of the hot tub we were like doing he's like all right sparklers and he hands us the sparklers and the spark keeps going down well, they're not sparklers. It was something else. And we're holding on to this shit. Oh, what? And okay. one of the sparks goes in, lights my hair on. I've still got a scar on my head. What? Yes. Yeah. I don't know Again, why. I'm not anti-firework. <laughs> yeah, I love fireworks. Fireworks are awesome. But yeah. respect it is all yeah. I'm saying. Respect the respect power. the firework. Whether it's a flame or a gun or a fist. Respect. Respect, y'all. Gotta respect it, man. Yes. That's what we're all about, anyway, man. What the fuck <laughs> are we talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> safety, fire, uh, firework safety, everyone. Yes. Yes. Why not? <laughs> any, uh, any good pop culture shit? Uh, I haven't really been following. I finally like caught up on the whole like uh, Batman going down on Catwoman thing uh, after yeah. our whole conversation. You were that. you seemed very offended by that last week. No, I I wasn't. A, I wasn't offended. I think it's just maybe I. Uh, maybe the use of it's, I find it interesting and funny sometimes where it's like, yeah, it's, it's a whole debate on Twitter or like it's gone so far that people are talking about this, but I could see why, you know, people are obviously joking about it or, uh, but there's like stuff to be said about that of like how maybe DC, uh, frames their characters, maybe like someone like Batman. So like, but I mean, uh, I agree on a, on a corporate level, Batman should never do that. Yeah. I yeah. Think- for sure, yeah. Personally, that the character would do that, fuck yeah! Any oh, good yeah. man would do that. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> actually. I think I saw like a uh, a meme today where it was like a, a a comic panel of like Batman and and Catwoman, and they're like pretty much saying like we would go down on each other. Like they they were in agreement. Like they they kind of both were like, do you think DC would allow this? And they kind of poke at like, oh, yeah, this is kind of winking at like, oh, DC made this decision. Like they're you know kind of like shoehorning this in there but um yeah it's yeah. it was kind of funny how it, uh and then just some of the like youtube channels i watch where it's like oh that became like this you know this is a story that it was a thing yeah. talking about so <laughs> um but aside from that uh, i can't really think of anything off the top of my there's, head right now there's just sad news all yeah. i got is sad news you, sad i mean news. should we should we get through it should we kind of go real quick I mean, real quick. The sad news. Okay, we're gonna real quick. I'm gonna name them. There's no order. They all suck. They all fucking suck. Um, Cosby was released from prison. Oh, I didn't know. Two years. Oh, today on a technicality. Um, so he served two of his three to ten year sentence, which is already like he was only gonna serve three to ten years. Yeah. So he's out. Bullshit. Britney Spears on the other end of the spectrum. Did you hear her testimony? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was some powerful stuff. And yeah. the judge denied 
this was came in today. The judge denied her request to have her father, Jamie, removed um, as yeah. conservator or whatever you call it. So that sucks. Um, free Britney. Hashtag free Britney all the way. And um, Mark Hoppus has cancer. Yeah, man. Yeah. I saw that post a few days ago. So uh, which is- all my... Uh, all my love and support to uh, Mark Hoppus and Britney Spears. Like, honestly, like not even like joking or anything like that. Like, God, my heart breaks for. Yeah. And it's, them. it's, uh, it's very interesting too. Cause yeah, man, like, you know, especially for, I mean, I, you know, Britney Spears, like her, obviously like her, how the being famous and like, yeah, kind of under that light, you know, it's, 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 I'm sure it's a lot to take on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because people get taken advantage of and, uh, even by your own family members. So it's like, it's, uh, some fucked up shit, man. And, uh, and then with Mark, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, cancer's a thing. Um, I'm going to talk about an album tonight, um, outside of our, our lists, uh, for my share time. And, uh, there's a story with that, you know, with, uh, uh, someone dealing with cancer and, and, but, uh, you know, I think it's, uh. You know, that's the thing, too. It's like no matter if how, whatever you're if you're a celebrity or a famous musician or whatever, you know, everyone's kind of going through so many different things. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, we we've been following Blink for a long time, man. So um, and yeah, it's it is sad to hear stuff like that where, you know, we all we wish the best, at least for for for, uh, you know, him and his family and everything. So, yeah. Um, and hopefully he fights, you know, hopefully he can battle this and, and fight it. And, you know, what we all hope for is maybe one day we'll get to see Blink-22 again live, you know. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was hard. It was a little hard to, because li- I was listening to a lot of Blink this week, weirdly enough. And like that news came out. I was like, oh shit. So um, that's always tough. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, I mean, yeah, I just can't think of uh, anything else, dude. Um yeah, sorry to just. No, no, I, I think you the, know, this you know, is we, what's going on right now. And we, you know, we've yeah, and we, you know, we talk Blink all the time, dude. So we're you know mm-hmm. we're huge fans of those guys, and uh, yeah, man, it sucks. It really does. So yeah. All right. Um. Shall we get on to lists? Let's do it. Let's do it. Sean, do you, would you like to go first? Would you like I to go first? Uh, you go first, Joey. You go first. I'll go first, Shawnee. Hit it. Um, so Sunday is Fourth of July. Fourth. And I'm 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 bullshitting right now. I did not mean to tie this in, but I would like to tie this in because I want this to be the angle. Um, Sunday is Fourth of July, and you know who is probably the the most iconic American uh, songwriter of all time. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. You know, the man has won and rejected the Nobel Peace Prize. He's, you know, he's kind of racked up every single award you can think of, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, like, I, for instance, I, like I'm a bigger Cash fan personally, but I mean, like, I understand that Dylan outshines kind of everybody, I think. Um, when we were going to go see Paul McCartney, I said to one of my coworkers, you know, um, I think McCartney and Lennon are you know, the only guys who two, 300 years from now, people are still going to be like citing his influences and like, you know, and, and he was like, Dylan, 
Dylan for sure. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. And, um, so yeah. So, um, what are your top five favorite Bob Dylan songs? Bob Dylan songs. I'm going to request this, I think from, of of our show. I would like to do, I think we should do a, uh, a Bob Dylan discography, like weekly thing, like how we did with the Beatles. That's so many. I know it's a lot. It is a lot. And uh, I would like to be more familiar with, with Dylan stuff because I you know he has so much so many albums and songs that he's written over the years and uh, I'm probably gonna pull from kind of two I'm actually pulling from uh, I think three albums like kind of central albums for for the top five um, but I was listening to the song uh, it was uh, yesterday and today a lot um, for number five I got uh, Karina Karina uh, Ooh, off the free Love the song. It's uh, I, out of all like the Dylan songs, I, I liked the like kind of the melody and the the uh, kind of uh, song structure of, of it. Like it's kind of fun yeah. and um, there's something a uh, for how a lot of Dylan stuff is kind of um, I don't know how to describe it. Like not raw, like raw, I guess because it's it's that kind of folky. You know, it has yeah, that. He's like, just telling a story. It's it doesn't yeah. have like. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I liked this one. It, it had I wouldn't say it had more of a form or structure, but it, it just kind of I liked all the elements in the song and um, it became like one of my favorite ones off that album. So, uh, yeah, Karina, Karina. Um, right on. And real quick, Shawnee, yeah. there are 39 studio albums. OK, that might be a challenge. <laughs> that might be a challenge. But you know what? That could be a fun thing. We're like, all right, someone's coming on a guest and yeah i think that'd be cool because i i definitely want to dive deeper into to dylan you know and it's funny because i've gotten you know especially with like cash like from you you know i've been encouraged to check out more of like johnny cash Uh, i know you've kind of listened to a lot of bob dylan stuff so it's like you know kind of i've been encouraged two years i've gotten very into dylan into dylan dude actually yeah uh, but it's i was gonna ask you uh maybe a little bit later um I mean, what kind of Dylan records do you have on vinyl? I was going to ask you that too. Oh, I'll whip those out. I'll whip, whip them those out, out baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Karina, Karina, number five. Uh, number four, off the same album, actually. Um, Honey, just Honey, just allow me one more chance. Um, which I like this one because it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, um, I mean, it says it in the title, but yeah, it's just kind of like asking... You know, kind of like uh, I wouldn't say begging, but like, yeah, it's just you know that that kind of like uh, a song about you know, kind of asking for, you know, obviously one more chance. Like, yeah, that kind of like, you know, hey, we we had this go, we tried this, and you know, I, I have still have these kind of feelings about it. But what I again love about Dylan is, yeah, he's telling a story. It's very you get this kind of image of what's happening in the scene and everything, and. Uh, it is. I remember when I uh, like remember listening back, and it's his his voice is a little more like um, like loose. Uh, I don't know. He yeah. has like a weird kind of um, like I don't know twang to his voice or accent to his voice. And I know that's like some of the Dylan stuff that Dylan kind of goes for. Um, but it felt more it felt more raw uh, on this track. Funny enough, compared to like say Karina Karina. So like. Um, I, I enjoyed that one too. And um, I think what also I liked about this and maybe with this album, especially I, I like, I guess it's going for production side of it. I like the kind of 
even though it's very minimal uh, instruments, like, you know, acoustic and maybe kind of like, you know, a very small drum you know, or uh, drum kit. Um, I like the kind of how they recorded it and kind of made the how they put like one guitar in one ear and like the kind of like melodic, more melodic lead in the other ear. Um, and so I noticed that a lot with this album, especially. So um, take advantage of that mono. Yeah, the mono, everyone. Uh, so, yeah, number four, honey, just don't allow me more. What? Honey, nice. just allow me one more chance. Sorry, it's a little tongue twister. We got it. It is. Uh, number three. Like Rolling Stone off of Highway 61. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably the most, comp- I think the most known B- Dylan song I probably can think of. Um, I love the yeah. the beginning riff. It just sounds so like. The beginning snare. Yeah. It's got, yeah. It's got a like good just, start to the song. Like a lot yeah. of power. Um, yeah. And it, but it like, it's like this, I don't know how to best describe it, but it's not like. It's like a super energetic. I mean, it is a very energetic song, but it it just the way it keeps like kind of like the title itself. The like it just keeps rolling forward, and uh, you kind of keep going with the song. Um, but it still feels kind of like a chill song. I, I don't know how to really put that into words, yeah. but um, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things about that song. Uh, and then you know the 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 chorus like melody and um, you know like a rolling stone. Yeah. It's, freaking love it so but yeah it's yeah, it's one so, of my okay oh no go for it go for it I, just, I was just gonna say again it's just just a familiar bob dylan song you know i i remember hearing it and i, I think you've probably shown me this song before i heard it um but uh it's one that i that's synonymous with like dylan and you know probably one of his maybe well-known singles and i try to like diversify it up on the list but you know it's definitely one that you know sticks out to me and is, is something i could a dylan song i could probably listen to a lot so Hell yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine named this one the number one song of all time. Oh, interesting. Uh, on their list of like 500 greatest songs of all time. And um, when, you know, I've only gotten invited because my was screenwriting, like to be in a producer's office one time, you know, and I'm sitting in this office and the, the script deals heavily with, you know, a record store and record collectors and music and all that kind of stuff. And the producer is like, do you know what the greatest song of all time is? And I was like, like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. And he turned to the guy next to me and was like, you see, I told you I like this boy. (laughs) Do you know why? Do you, do you know why? And I was like, because Rolling Stone named it number one. (laughs) Drop that fact in your lap. Just, Change it changed everything. Yeah, of course it changed everything. He went electric. Ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ruined it. Ruined it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, number number two, another I think another well-known Bob Dylan song. I think if people think of Bob Dylan, they'll, they'll think of this song. Uh, the times they are changing. Yes, uh, you know it's it's a uh, again a, a very. I mean, you could uh, you could apply it to a lot of different you know in different ways you can kind of interpret the song a few different ways and, and apply it maybe to stuff that's happening in today's world so um again kind of similar to i mean it's a, a little less you know it's kind of more traditional bob dylan uh you know kind of singing and, and just like acoustic you know guitar um i don't i can't remember if there's any other 
instruments happening. I think in it's it. just him and the guitar. Yeah. Does he do the our harmonica? He might have a harmonica. Yeah, I know that's yeah. always something that um, you know, he's definitely known for for you know having this kind of guitar and harmonica combo. Um, but yeah, it, it is a it is a powerful song. It, it is a song that I can say that like oh yeah like it's a uh, Dylan as as a songwriter and as someone who can uh, sp- uh, spin these words and and really kind of uh, even though it's it's not word vomit I would say definitely I mean there's a lot of different thoughts he has in his songs and, and but that's what I still like is like it's a it's a story being told you get like a lot of images out of what you're kind of hearing from him and i think that's why i think that's why bob dylan is is probably one one of those greats you know great songwriters because of that reason um so that song definitely kind of pushes that that thought uh you know forward for me so yeah the times they uh-huh. are changing and then this one was actually my number one um I don't know why it stuck out so much to me, and it's a long song, um, "Desolation Row." On it's the last song on Highway 61. Um, it's yeah, it was like 11, 12 minutes long or something. And I I don't know, I just like, I just like the song. It's a it's a again, it's. I'm not saying I'm not hating on long songs at all because you know it de- depends on what you're trying to say and what you're trying to tell with it. Um, and I never thought in at once that like, oh, this song is getting like, you know, when's the song going to end? Like I was entranced by the like, you know, Dylan and, and just kind of like what he's what he's trying to say in the song. And uh, yeah, I just think uh, it's probably one of my favorites ones, favorites off of that album. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, there's I think there's from what I remember, there's um, kind of similar to the times that are changing, like kind of acoustic there's i know there's some harmonica in it um I'm trying to think if there's anything else i remember that's inside but as far as just the, like music arrangement and stuff but I, I like again it's very descriptive very um it makes me think of like other singers that like I, you know, and other bands I listen to, and and of course the the influence of Bob Dylan, and you know songs like this I feel um, can really come across and and influence, you know. I mean, I, obviously all the albums can you know do that, and some other songs as well. But I don't know. I felt like this song, the way it kind of was paced, it just like it was good, kind of good writing and everything. So, Desolation um, Row. He he always tends to end his records pretty strong. Yeah. I and I like that. I like I like how he, he yeah. did that on this on this record. So, um, but yeah, that's my top five. I definitely want to explore more Dylan, and that's 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 on me for sure to like go into that. I mean, I'm I'm down. It's gonna take a I, while. I know that's good. I did. Yeah, I didn't realize there was that many albums, but we could find a way to sneak it in there somehow. We we figure it out. We could I do mean, like a random know, a random gems kind of thing. Like maybe we we don't do it like every week or something. We just kind of like, hey, we're gonna do a Dylan record this week. I don't know. Oh man, something. Well, hmm. let's think about it. Let's think, think about, about it. Think about I'm it. down. I'm down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number five for me. I think this was like, like right. At, I had some money after uh, high school graduation. Like Best Buy was having a sale, and it was like a, the Red Dylan box set, just said Dylan in, in black paint, and I was like. It was kind of like whiskey. Like I'm gonna force myself to like this thing. I want this 
to be like a piece of my personality. So I'm going to like force myself to listen until I like it. You know? And I, I couldn't get into it. But the one song that I did that I fell in love with immediately was um, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Oh, I remember. This. Yeah. Yeah. So that's off of uh, Free Wheeling, Bob Dylan. And, you know, um, you know, we talk about Dylan, like bending language. Um, and there's this line that I love. Um, ain't no use in turning on or ain't no use in turning on your light, babe. The light I never knowed. Uh, you know, the way he says no, but then he goes, and you know, Yusin, turning on your light, babe. I'm on the dark side of the road. And it just, it works beautifully. It fits so well. And like, you know, the way he could play with language and play mm-hmm. with words um, has always been very kind of inspiring. And and you you get that right there in a sweet little heartbreak love song, you know. Um, so yeah, don't think twice. It's all right. I like that song. It's a good song too. I love that song. Um, number four, it's off of his album, Oh Mercy, but I know it from the High Fidelity soundtrack. Um, oh. Most of the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a really, he writes good uh, heartbreak songs of just like, you know, um, I wouldn't care if I saw her. She ain't in my mind most of the time. You know, it's all <laughs> like he's making all these declarations that he doesn't care, that he's done caring, all this stuff. And then it's always most of the time. And it's just like it captures that kind of, you know, how we can, it's hard to let go. It's hard to, even when you, you're done, you're not done. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's beautiful the way he writes. Um, number three, the last song on uh, Bringing It All Back Home it's all over now, baby blue. Oh wow, that's right. Okay, that is a, good song. a haunting song, but it's yeah, it's beautiful. The production's good. Um, Tell what you need, you and but uh, it's all over now, baby. It's so like it's such a good. God, I love that song. I really, really love that song. Um, when I was living in the sunset. Nashville Skyline was my record when like I was first moving in here. Uh bring it all back home was the record I was spinning a lot. You're spinning a lot. Cool. Yeah. So cool, cool. Um, in fact, these these early records or not early records, bring it all back home, blood on the tracks, and Nashville Skyline. I think I could do a top five of just those records, you know, oh, just I see. on those yeah. records. It's a lot of good, um, a lot of good I love those songs off those. Yeah almost every song almost every single song is a favorite um but yeah number two off of blood on the tracks this was my like divorce anthem uh if you see her say hello so i first heard it in californication when uh becca is pining over uh i believe the guitar instructor yeah and like Hank Moody's yeah. like boy trouble all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give you one of the all-time greats you know and he starts singing the song to her and then the song comes up as the credits are kind of t- you know mm-hmm. um, it's a beautiful song um you know you it's such a real it paints such a real portrait of uh you know you lived a life with this person and now you you don't and it's where are they now uh, <laughs> you know it's it's such a bizarre thing um and then, and you have to you just have to move on and keep going and not try not to be bitter i guess yeah yeah 
it's good there's like a yeah there's song a song like that out there right yeah maybe it doesn't get expressed enough through other songwriters you know but yeah that's a interesting yeah especially when you can relate it to stuff that's happened you know yeah but but the whole album though from tangled up in blue to you know um i'm blanking on all the other ones but uh yeah uh, shelter from the storm yeah i don't know it's all really good um number one though like i said i fell in love with nashville skyline uh at the beginning of the pandemic this album is like 27 minutes long it's over before you even realize it started and it's every song is just like that sweet two minute spot like you know we think of dylan we think of long songs and everything mm-hmm. but these are all yeah. like three two to four minute songs um but it's the final track on nashville skyline tonight i'll be staying here with you oh, um, okay i adore this song you know it's it's um and i mean I, I i suppose i'm a little biased because i was listening to this album as i was you know falling in love with the girl i'm in love with now and and you know it was but that song tonight i'll be staying here with you is just you know throw my ticket out the window throw my or throw my yeah throw my ticket out the window through throw my suitcase too um blah 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 because blah, blah, <laughs> tonight i'll be staying here with you you know what i mean like it's just there's not a care in the world um because he's he's got someone to be with and you know to kind of go home to and, and it's um it's so easy to romanticize heartbreak and and to kind of glorify heartbreak and like i want to be sad i want to you know feel mm-hmm. like shit um and to hear and it, and it can be hard to know how to express uh, the, the good feelings in a song because it's, you know, the default is like pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how do you sing about being happy without pissing people who could potentially be, you know, not looking for that? Like how yeah, do you yeah. connect on that level? I, you know, cause the shit we always listen to was always about a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you focused yeah. on a theme of a problem and then delving into that. You don't think about, Oh, this thing's great. Let me sing about this. It was, you know, the punk ethos of, let's celebrate the shit um so how do you celebrate what's worth celebrating and and this is the song where it's like it's okay to kind of be happy it's okay to kind of be thankful you know that's a good way to put it man like that yeah (laughs) i'm insightful tonight kids very insightful joey (laughs) damn uh i like that list dude um I, I should drink I, more coffee more often. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a question for you because I know we we're in a band called Blind Issues. Uh, if you if we were ever gonna cover a, a Bob Dylan song and like punk it mm-hmm. out, uh, Blind Issues style, uh, what song do you think we could we could play? I would, would say, I would probably say that one. Uh, Tonight I'll be staying here with you, or anything from that album, because uh, I think okay. those are the most in our you know, we're not going to get up there with our electric guitars and do the times they are changing. That's just not going to be a full band thing. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to do that, but we can take a song like, um, tonight I'll be staying here with you or Peggy day or, um, you know, like, Oh, maybe Mr. Tambourine man or something like that. Okay. We could do something yeah. with that and make it our own and do something like that. That'd be cool. We should try. That would be fucking that. cool. <laughs> man. I, Plus you know, I'm, I'm always down to kind of uh, experiment in that realm. Yeah. Let's do it. Fun. <laughs>
Hell yeah. Cool. Dylan. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he had that many albums. Uh, so I'm sorry about that, but, uh, I'd oh, be down. You, uh, I, real I'm quick. You want me to show you my, my collection? Oh yeah. 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 Joey's, uh, yeah. Some vinyl. We got some vinyl sharing happening right now on air. Ooh. This is cool. So there's my collection. Uh, my collection. I, I don't have his first record, but I do have a second, the free wheeling Bob Dylan. I like that cover. It's cool. It's I cool do too. Cover. It's a very cool cover. Uh, I like this cover even more, bringing it all back home. Oh, what? <laughs> what's he holding? Yeah. Oh, a cat, I think. Oh, yeah, there's okay. a cat. See the um, Time Magazine in the background. <laughs> Time Magazine? I don't need Time I've never been in Time Magazine. <laughs> Your readers don't know me. You're gonna you're gonna give them a quota. Um, <laughs> the times they are a changing. Nice. Um, yes. Um, Highway sixty one revisited. He, you know what? I gotta say, he had some freaking awesome album covers. God, really I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, there's a fucking hilarious press conference. It's in black and white. Um, it was after this came out. And the guy was like, what does the, the motorcycle on your T-shirt mean? What's the meaning behind it? It's just a T-shirt. You haven't given it more thought than that? No. He's like, well, I've given it a great deal of thought. He's like, sorry. It's like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, it's very good. Yeah. Um, you don't own fucking blonde, blonde on a blonde. That's perverse. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Um, John Wesley Harding. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn, you got, um, th- you got quite a lot. The, I do. I'm not done. That this is the one with uh, all along the watchtower on it. Oh yeah. yeah. Probably my my favorite at the moment is uh, Nashville Skyline. Like First that. song is a duet with Johnny Cash. Cool. And it's a cover of the song from Free Will and Bob Dylan called "Girl from the North Country" or "County." Ooh. I always get it wrong. And then "Blood on the Tracks." Blood on the Tracks. Which it's between these two for my. It depends on my mood. This is the happy album. This is the divorce album. So, yeah, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. But um, I would, I would be, I would love to go through a top five of these records. Um, I think that'd be awesome. If anything, we could just pick a five, like five albums, top five of the five Dylan albums or something. And then go into those. Yeah, I'd be down because I definitely, especially after doing this list, it's like, oh, you know, I wish I had more uh, exposure to Dylan. And it's crazy because like, you know, from you to like, I remember, I remember my cousin Joe was a huge Dylan fan. Like, you know, I know a lot of people who are, are so into Dylan and either are record collectors or, you know, people who play, you know, love to play Dylan, you know, Bob Dylan music. So. Um, I think that's uh, it's something I want to explore even further because uh, I, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know I've actually been told by my dad himself. You know, Dylan is 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 a is one of those songwriters where you you know, um, the, some of those songs were even though they were not as traditionally structured or whatever. You know, I think he he just does so well to to tell a story and to write songs and to have you care about them and engaged in him as you as you're listening to him so um and yeah. that's uh in these days that's really hard to do because everyone has the attention span of uh, you know peanut or whatever but <laughs> but yeah yeah cool Very good. i like that right on i like this. i like it too i'm Bob excited dylan, dude i'm excited for the future <laughs> um dylan dylan, Bob dylan. las vegas 
Um, yeah. Jonathan, you got a list for me, sir. Yeah, I, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was just looking through some, some of our, I mean, we've, we have so many lists, dude. And, uh, I feel like we don't talk about these kind of movies, but, uh, the one I have for tonight is tear jerker movies. What, what movies just, you watch them and you're like, this, and it doesn't have to be super sad or super happy. You know, it's like, it could be anything, man, but a tear jerker movie, a movie that has made you, uh, so emotional that you are brought to tears. You're, you're. Uh, you're crying and just feel that certain way uh, while watching it. Um, yeah, there we go. Thank you for asking. Um, so I'm going to go with <laughs> God. I, yeah. Movies that make me cry. I've gotten more weepy as I get older. Uh, I, I'm yeah, sure a lot of people yeah. feel that way. Like you just, yeah. shit hits different. Um, ooh. Ooh. I'm going to change one last minute. Ooh, we're going to change up right here. Yeah, and you know what? Tell me if this was on your list because I'll change it back, okay? Okay. So number five, I'm going to go Field of Dreams. Ooh, okay, okay. Was that on your list? Okay, I will take it back. I'll take it back. Number five, I'm going to do The Patriot. Okay. Oh, and we've we've talked about The Patriot just recently. Um, yes. I, the moment the, the, there's only really one, well, there's, you know, a bunch of his kids fucking die in this movie. Um, but the death that really impacts me is is this the scene when Heath Ledger gets stabbed and oh, Mel Gibson man. runs up and he holds Ledger as he's dying in his arms. Both of their acting is just incredible and it just makes you crumble inside. It's, mm-hmm. You know, say what you will about Mel Gibson. The man can pretend that his son is, is dying. He's just all like, you know, the, the way his lips tremble, the way, you know, everything is is incredible like it's such a beautiful um it's a it's a really heartbreaking beautiful kind of piece of acting mm-hmm. um where you're you know you wouldn't you'd be like the roland emmerich the patriot no yes um <laughs> i promise um yeah there we go there we go I, yeah that's a very emotional scene for sure dude yeah big scene uh, number four, Shawnee, this is where we also might cross over. Do you have a Pixar film in your list? I do. I do. I know. There's a, there's a few of them in there. Oh, Actually, there are? Uh, no, I have I have a backup, kind of. I I have two, but I, I don't want to like... I'll give you a clue. Okay, then I'll go the other way. Okay. Number four, Coco. Oh, you know, I just recently watched this this last year, Coco, man, for the first time. It's, it's very good. It is. It's one of their very best of all time. I think. yeah. Um, but you know, it deals with death, and like you know, all Disney movies uh, to some degree, to extent, yeah, deal with death, and um, you know, this was literal death, and and uh, and it was the death of of a of a grandparent, which we both you know it, we know what that feels like and um you know uh i saw it 14 15 years after my nan passed away and it hit me so hard uh the first time i watched it or the only time i watched it, i guess and um yeah it was i mean a beautiful story it it you know the the best kind of stories are ones that can take a painful subject like death and yeah you're gonna cry while you're gonna watch it but you're hopefully gonna walk away having a new perspective or appreciation for whatever is no longer there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So stories and can help people in that way. And and I think Pixar does that for the most part when, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. Number three, Marriage Story. Oh, I, you know, um, I haven't seen this one, but I heard how, yeah, how intense this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it last November, like when I wasn't okay. And, um, <laughs> and it, it got me. It got me. I'm just mm. loud man blubbering on the couch watching it. But um, it's good. It's a very good, it's, you know, it's Kramer versus Kramer in 2021. Slightly different, but kind of the same thing. And, um, it's very good. Adam Driver and Scarlett Joe are very good, particularly Adam Driver. Um, there we go. Number two. Two. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I know. I probably know what scene you're going to talk about. Do you? Is guess. it the scene with Tom Hanks at kind of near the end where he's like, you earned this? No, no, no. He goes like this. He goes, earn this. Earn this. Earn it. Earn it. And then he dies. Yes, it is that moment. That moment <laughs> fucking gets me. Um, in the tear ducts and then they morph Matt Damon and mm. as the old man at the grave he goes tell me I'm a good man tell oh, me man. I've lived a good life and I'm like <laughs> I'm so crying sh- thinking about it right now it's, it's such so a strong emotional. moment yeah you know and if you didn't cry during the scene when Vin Diesel gets shot if you didn't cry when Giovanni Rabisi you know has his guts laying on the ground next to him and he's crying for his mom like and Tom Hanks saying earn this and then seeing that person being like did I is going to fucking wreck you mm-hmm. and uh, deservedly so. so yeah and then that sh- that great shot of just the all the different uh, crosses right in the, in the graveyard and the stars of David and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and just showing the obviously yeah the the, the war you know death and war and um, and then yeah the one person that was tasked to be saved right and that's you know that's why he has that kind of feeling of you know did you know do i deserve this to be you know alive but yeah. in the place of some of his you know his friends and brothers who were at the war or in the war who died in war so heavy man yeah heavy movie beautiful movie um number one my dog skip um, oh wow okay yeah, it's not even that much of a tearjerker, but the ending, because the dog looks kind of like Marty, um, you know, I just hear the narrator going, Skip died when I was in college, and they put they bundled him up in my Letterman, spoilers, bundled him up in my Letterman jacket and buried him out in the front yard. And I'm just like, the last time I watched that, I just walked around cradling Marty for like, two hours crying and just so it's like it's a really sweet lovely good movie and then you know the epilogue or whatever of course you know if he's talking about years into the future of course the dog it's not really a spoiler um the dog doesn't die in the proper story story Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah so that that gets me that really gets me you know because uh you know it's my son. <laughs> it's my boy. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially with, uh, I mean, I got my two two boys over here. My cat's just chilling. That's They're right. probably super hungry right now. Cause... <laughs> hey, guys. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, anything okay. to do with the experience of having pets for sure, and having some, you know, uh, either a dog or cat, you know, that's really close to you. You know, that's that's hard to that's yeah, an important it, relationship. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 a hard subject to touch on because yeah, you know, you never know what's gonna happen, and you know, um, yeah, very thankful for these guys every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, wow, that's a very I I like the list, man, because it's 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 a uh, really good list. It's know? got so many different mo- like movies and different types of different types of movies in there that kind of give you those different feelings, um, and yeah, different feelings of 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 you know tear jerking feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to spin that into the into the title that didn't work. Um, anyways, <laughs> Shawnee. It's uh, tears. Bring you the tears, y'all. <laughs> what are the top five movies you like to tear jerk to? Oh, tear jerking. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, as you mentioned before, uh, <laughs> Phil Dreams is my number five. Uh, it's one nice. of my dad. I've nice. mentioned before. It's one of my dad's favorite films. Um, it, it does. You know, one of my the moments where it really kind of hits you is when you know the uh, obviously Kevin Costner's character is tasked to build this, you know, if you build it, he will, you know, they will come or he will come. Right. And he builds this baseball field in the middle of a cornfield and all these, you know, ghosts of these different, uh, baseball players come and, uh, you're, you know, throughout the whole movie, you're thinking, Oh, he's bringing back just kind of these kind of past players. Um, but the whole meaning and message behind, if you build it, he will come means, you know, you will eventually be reunited with your, with your father. Uh, who was with your daddy with your daddy who was a baseball player and um it's obviously i mean this story has themes of fatherhood and you know kind of being a father a husband and and all these kind of different roles and um and maybe the estranged uh relationship he had with his father um throughout his life and then there's just this awesome i mean this is a great moment at the end where you know, you get you've gotten used to seeing the, all these ghosts from the past, and he—it's just literally him, um, Kevin Costner's character, and his father on the field, just the two of them, and just playing as it, as it is a simple game of catch with each other. And That's it's just such an emotional moment. You want to have a catch? You want to have a catch? I know it's so. And then I think that's near. Is that near the end? Because now and then they pan that's away. That's like the last. Yeah. They pan and away. All the cars are coming. All the cars are just going to so one. So they'll of, save the farm. The, yes, exactly. So there's all that 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 you know kind of finalizes too with the story. But it's just that simple. It's been this whole thing about you know him losing you know almost losing his farm and and people thinking he's crazy because he's trying to build a baseball field in the middle of the farm. And he's and he's believing that ghosts are you know from these different teams are coming back, so it's uh, and you know there's a lot of doubt that happens you know to his character. He's being tested a lot throughout the movie, and there's a moment where it's just all all it is is just being reunited with his his father. Um, so yeah, it's a very emotional movie for sure. So definitely yes, tears you up. Uh, number four, uh, Pixar movie. Probably the one that I think most people will kind of go to, but I, I still get very emotional. It's up. And what's yeah. so crazy about this is the most emotional part. I mean, it's there's some moments throughout the movie that kind of hit home, but they give you this story at the beginning of, of these, you know, these two 
lovers and uh obviously the main character the old man in up uh loses his his longtime wife um and they just give you this literally like their whole kind of like life story in the first like you know few moments of the you know the first act that is master class storytelling it it is that is because you are weeping for these people you do not even know no yeah at the very beginning of the story um, and it, it just always hits me um, when I watch that film and it, it's almost now when I watch it, it's like, man, I got to get prepare for this, this section of the movie, which is literally the first thing I'm, I'm going to watch. So. <laughs> you're going to say, I got to prepare for this section of my life. I thought that's yeah, literally no, what you were no. about to say. Cause like me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and I mean, and of course, like you mentioned with a lot of Pixar and Disney stuff, it, it deals with, you know, death and, and kind of how, uh, all sort, you know, all sorts of people deal with that, and even as an as an man, uh, old man who's lost someone who, you know, his love of his life, who's been around all his, you know, most of his life, um, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, it's a huge thing, and you know, there's a lot of things you can pull from it that maybe you can relate to or you can see in in other people, and I think that's uh, you know, that's a that's a really hard hitting emotional movie just from the get go, and um, yeah, it's, uh, but again, it it. Starting from there, even though it is a lot at the beginning, it you know as it goes weirdly enough as the it progresses and goes up, the the film the you know there's those moments where they hit even stronger as the as it kind of continues on and you can see kind of the character see the light and see kind of change happen. So um, yeah, number four, up doing some Pixar, lovely. Uh, number three, this one, I don't know. It's, uh, it, I do get emotional at times when I see this cause it is, it is pretty sad sometimes when you, when you watch it in a certain context, um, it's eternal sunshine, spotless mind. Um, Ooh. yeah, I, it looks too painful. I've never been. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, obviously it's, it's, uh, you know, one of my, uh, I mean for Jim Carrey, especially to play this kind of dramatic role, um, I don't want to. Sp- I don't know if you know too much about it, Joe, but not to spoil I, it. Yeah. Um, but it, it deals with uh, kind of your memories of uh, of a past lover, um, and how you and it visually showing you that, and that's. Uh, I mean, so I I don't know if there's one moment I can pick out of the movie, but there are moments where you're like, oh, this, you know, if I had the ability to maybe like erase a memory of like a, a you know, a past relationship, past lover, uh, past girlfriend or whatever, um, you know, would you, I guess the question is, would you want to do that? And would that either change who you are, or, you know, kind of the experiences of who you are today? Um, maybe it is okay to, to grasp that sort of memory of them because of those reasons. So there, there's a lot of like questions that are being thrown at you too as far as like if you had the ability to do that in real life um and so it deals with that and um and yeah and they do a really good job visually showing you that um you know showing how someone can like just disappear from your memory um in that way so it it gets yeah it's very emotional and sad because it is like pretty much like ripping the literal literal memories of your relationship out out of you so um and it yeah it, and then of course the you know I, obviously you know there's a lot of fact yeah, i love the soundtrack in the film too and and some of those songs kind of hit home you know they they're not like lyrical songs but the the soundtrack and just kind of the the situations that jim carrey gets put in um it, it really kind of you know yeah there's some relatable you know relatable moments that i can pick from or 
you know, there's like, yeah, there's just kind of those moments of like, oh man, like, you know, it it is a very questioning type thing where it's like, man, can I do this? You know, is that even possible to like forget about someone like that way? So, um, yeah, Eternal Sunshine, hard hitting movie. I think one day you should watch it though, Joe, for sure. One day. Um, one day. Uh, number two, uh, I've got, uh, a movie called Big Fish. I don't know if you've seen this one, Joey. Um, yes. The big, weirdly enough, the big moment, uh, long story short, it's about like this, uh, this, uh, son and father, uh, son is, you know, kind of married with, you know, he's, he's an adult now and everything like that. But all his life, his father has told him kind of like little white, like I would say not white lies, but like very exaggerated stories, I would say. Right. And, uh, on, I guess his father's deathbed, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of had this like, again, kind of a strange relationship with his father because he just doesn't know what, uh, what is true in like the stories he's told him over the years. He doesn't know what, uh, who his dad is. Cause he does, he doesn't believe these stories that he's told him throughout his yeah. life and these kind of exaggerations. And that's, I guess what, that's what they mean by the, the title big fish in the film. And one of the moments, um, spoiler, if you haven't seen this film, but I think you should definitely watch it. Um, there's a moment at the end, the father obviously passes away and what throughout the movie, you know, as they're, as the father's telling the son, these stories on his deathbed, you know, they kind of play out, you know, that kind of flashback it a little bit. And you start to see at his funeral, all the people that he was met, he mentioned in the story. And I think his father was part of like a carnival at one point. And there, you know, he told about stories about giants and, you know, all these kind of weird things. And, what do you know? There's like these people who he's described so detailed to his son over the years show up to, to pay their respect to the father. And, um, it's just this moment of like clarity and, um, and yeah, just like that, that moment where he had this self, the son had so much doubt about his father and who he was and, you know, who, you know, and maybe that reflected on maybe how he expressed his love for him maybe, or, you know, maybe he saw it a different way. And um, I just thought that moment was very strong and very emotional where it's like, wow, the, all these people, this he's uh, the father has made such an, uh, an effect and influence on all these people around him that he's met throughout his life. And that's kind of always been the, the, the kind of characteristic that his father has always been. And maybe the son didn't see that at that moment. But, you know, seeing all these people around him show that he really did make the that, you know, he really did reach out to these people and make friends with these you know, with all sorts of people. So yeah, it's a very emotional moment. And, um, that kind of weirdly enough, that realization that the son has also kind of hits home too. It's like, Oh, you know, like, you know, my father was this kind of this, this person was this kind of welcoming person. So, and very accepting. So yeah, it's a, it's a very emotional moment near the end. So, uh, yes. yeah, that's number two. And number one, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a typical movie, I would say, but I still get so sad about this movie all the time. It's it's Forrest Gump, dude. Um, there's a mm. lot of tear jerking moments in Forrest Gump. Although on the car ride today with this uh, the photo shoot, we had a debate on uh, the worthiness of Jenny in uh, in Forrest Gump. Jenny. Uh, but what was being said was that yeah. Jenny was a was a piece of shit, and, <laughs> and she. I mean, she's she, pretty terrible to Forrest. She but yeah yeah. She's also from a fucked up situation. You know what I mean? Like she exactly, doesn't know yeah. how to love. 
Yeah. She wants that love, but she don't know how to get it or, you know, receive it and, and reciprocate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it, it is a, it is, it's a definitely a roller coaster of, of those kind of things in there. Um, with Forrest Gump, I think the, there's a lot of moments. I mean, there's, you know, there's moments, uh, obviously, I mean, <laughs> my favorite one is Lieutenant Dan, like when He's wonderful. the moment where he, uh, there's obviously they set it up where you know after the war you know lieutenant loses his legs and you can tell that he obviously almost sometimes blames Forrest for saving his life because he's like I should have mm-hmm. died on the battlefield I just like my previous you know family or people in the war and you know I'm not worthy you know he said I'm you know pretty much not worthy of living uh, because of these reasons and seeing that moment where Lieutenant Dan shows up at like the when he gets the fish boat. And the shrimp boat, and he's like, "Oh, Lieutenant Dan, you got your got your sea legs on," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's just great because it, 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 there you could see even though Forrest Gump doesn't necessarily consciously like say, "Hey, I'm I'm doing these good things for people," or I'm you know kind of making influencing these people to the positive, um, he does kind of rub off on everyone, and um, Lieutenant Dan kind of comes around, and that's just a great moment. And there's that moment where he like Lieutenant Dan like jumps out to the ocean or something and he's like he's kind of accepted that you know he he he's happy to be alive and and maybe part of this kind of partnership with forest and and then there's the end you know like the uh you know with uh jenny and and you know his whole thing with jenny and um unfortunately you know she has i think i forgot she has like aids or something or she has a sickness of some sort at, at that time and uh there's a moment where you know Forrest finds out he has a son with her and you know that's just like a huge moment but like did he really I don't know I don't know I mean yeah we could question that I guess <laughs> I think I always that's, assumed that's uh, it's like, I always to interpretation yeah because but it, there's that moment where he's like is he is he like me you know he's like so I, I assume like this is your kid no but... he was asking like is he simple like me yeah yeah like yeah that like is he like slow like yes yeah yeah. is he slow but that's what i like juicy that's a that's a baby driver reference is he slow Hmm. is he slow remember that (laughs) no watch it again (laughs) watch it again um yeah that's sad because the the whole movie is about pretty much forrest gump doing all he can for for jenny and stuff so it's like you know it's a it's a moment um for Mm. sure and uh, and then yeah, then they kind of bookend it with uh, how it started. You know, Forrest sitting at the bus stop, and um, and the feather. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of moments in that movie. You know, he d- obviously they deal with death a lot. You know, with his mom passing away, and his mom was his all he had at one point. And um, you know, it's it's there's just a lot of for a movie like that. There's a lot of like different themes that hit um, throughout it. Um, and that's what was maybe so emotional about it where, you know, you're, you're kind of along for that ride and, uh, yeah. And of course Tom Hanks killed it as a uh, Forrest Gump. So he did. yeah, those are my tearjerkers. Uh, you know, some of them are like, yeah, very, it depends, I guess, on like how you interpret it maybe, but, um, yeah, some of them are very, very emotional cause they, they give you moments of loss or moments of, of maybe, uh, unworthiness or not unworthiness. Um, 
helplessness yeah. maybe or like that so but yeah that's my top yeah. five that's a good top five sir yeah <laughs> these were good lists i have to say i'm i'm a fan i like it a little it's like a nice little yeah. mix up of uh some some sads and and some some some, some science and some, some also some sads some from Dylan. Singing. Some singing yeah yeah uh <laughs> Jonathan, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? Uh, yeah. So we're, we were sharing some vinyl today. I, I liked how Joey brought out his Dylan records. Um, Thank you for encouraging me. I love pulling dude, out vinyl. I think you might like this because uh, I'm not sure if you listen to this band, but uh, this band, Hiatus Coyote, I've been following for the last few years. Uh, it's been since 2000, I think 14 or 15 since they last released a record or last released a record. Um, and these guys just released uh, a record. Uh, was that last week called Mood Valiant? And it's kind of cool because when you hit the light, so the red and this kind of the titles, it's like that kind of foil look or whatever. Self, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just I remember pre-ordered this. Uh, so it literally arrived like the day of the of the record release or whatever. Very but, cool. Uh, Love when that happens. But Nay uh, Napalm, the lead singer. Um, she was going through breast cancer um, when this album was conceived. And uh, there's a great, I mean, in the, in the inside jacket, um, there's a great message from her um, just kind of highlighting that um, this is something that she had to deal with, uh, with her mom because she had breast cancer too. And uh, some of the songs, uh, I wouldn't say all the songs are inspired by her experiences with that, but I think she, you know, I felt like, you know, maybe this was an album that kind of channeled her experiences with that. And, um, yeah, it's it's hard. And, you know, I think that's probably why they haven't toured or maybe played or recorded a bunch of songs in the last few years is because of those kind of life experiences that happen and, um, and sometimes are out of your control. So um, I thought that was really, um, really, really uh, interesting. And it kind of adds like another layer to the to the record when I listen to it. Um, this is cool though. I did the pre-order and it's actually a, uh, you can't really see it, but it's actually a glow in the dark. Album. Oh, I love that. I it's, fucking love that. That's cool. awesome. So when I listen to it at night and maybe I have my lights on like this and I turn it off, you know, I can just see it spinning and like in glow in the dark. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. That's very cool. Did she, is she okay now? Yeah, she, she is, I think Thank she, God. she's okay, a survivor cool. of, of breast cancer and she's been very vocal about it, which is great. You know, I think that's, you know, it's always good to hear from uh, obviously the survivors and, and people who are experiencing that. And yeah, someone who is, you know, uh, in a band like this and, you know, I, I, they're kind of on the, I feel like they're known, but they're like on that cusp of like, they could be like super big in the next few years kind of thing um, in America sp specifically. Um, but yeah, they've just, they have such a really supportive like fan base and I really, I really like their music. It's very chill. And, um, but yeah, I thought that was a very interesting aspect of, uh, you know, getting this record and just like kind of hearing, listening to it and maybe having that in mind. Um, another thing that I've never seen this really before, there's Braille on this record. Oh, that's cool. That, yeah. Which I, I, I just noticed. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, Mood Valiant, it just came out um, last, I think it was last week. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Good record? It's a good record. You know, these guys are, I mean, they're very talented musicians. And, uh, you know, I think they deserve the, the definitely the, the light of as far as people discovering them and everything. 
and uh, I've introduced him to a whole bunch of people because I'm just like I love this band. This is you know this band is and it, you know it's uh it's great. It's great to to see uh you know especially after this pandemic, people like releasing music and stuff. So it, it's really cool to see that. Uh, so that's my share for this week. Love that. It was a good share, man. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything to share, Joey? Um. Yesterday, I yesterday. watched the yesterday. I watched Joe Rogan talk to Quentin Tarantino. Dude, I'm about to. I wanted to watch that. I'm actually probably going to watch it after this. Good. Um. You know, Twitter's blown up. Oh, fucking Quentin Tarantino with you know the Quentin Tarantino hot takes. I love everything he said. Um. <laughs> you know, uh, Joe Rogan kind of take him or leave him, but when he has a good guest on, fucking it's what it's Quentin a very Tarantino watchable show. A yeah, great guest. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it, it's they really talk his whole career. Everything. Really, okay. Yeah, um, they talk all the controversies, or most of them. Um, they talk about Weinstein. They, you know, they talk about everything, and it's wow, it's so good. Okay. Um, the one thing I don't think they talked about was when Uma Thurman kind of called him out for putting her in danger. That's the only thing they didn't really touch on. But everything else, okay. you know, from Margot Robbie not having any lines in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to um, the Bruce Lee stuff, you know, he goes on about the Bruce Lee stuff. Okay. Um, people are getting a little, they're people are, you know, wagging the finger right now on Twitter, but it's like, well, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> he talks his retirement. It, it's, it's so fucking great. If you like, you know, it made me throw on once upon a time in Hollywood, as soon as the interview ended. Uh, okay. um, so check it out. It's, it's, it's a good watch. Um, yeah i haven't been like this stoked on tarantino in, in a very long time yeah it's it's popped up in my feed a bunch and i i usually i mean sometimes i watch like the joe rogan clips on youtube but i i have it on spotify so i'm like and they it's you want to watch the whole thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um dude okay cool i'm gonna definitely check that out I, I think someone mentioned actually today when we were doing the photo shoot someone mentioned it um like while we were just kind of having some downtime but nice yeah, i'll check it out <laughs> Yeah, do that. Heck do yeah. that. Cool, man. Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Uh, you guys can find me at Sean Day Music on Instagram and on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Yes. yes. Joey, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram at Joey Parati and on my website, JoeyParati.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube at gmail.com and on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We're on Anchor, Apple Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, and all the rest. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you all the... All along the Watchtowers loves on return. I don't know. <laughs> I just all said all. All along the Watchtowers in return. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Joy Pride. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey.